Join us for extravagant praise and intimate worship with Vine Song on Sunday, the 11th of March, 2018, from 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH108DS, or call 01293-885-000, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Come with your family and friends to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbiji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. That's why we have another high priest. His name is Jesus. The Bible says that he entered once into the holies of holy. And this time he did not go with any goat. He entered with his own blood. Oh, that's powerful. And the Bible says he entered once. Once. And after he entered and sacrificed himself, he sat down. Oh, he seated down. And you and I are seated in him. Glory be to God. So guess where we are seated this morning? In heavenly places. Are you ready for the word? Okay, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Revelations chapter 5 verse 12. The book of Revelations chapter 5 verse 12. For your information, Revelation is the last chapter 5 verse 12 I read the Bible says that and saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive number one power to receive number two riches to receive number three wisdom to receive number four strength to receive number five honor to receive number six glory and to receive number seven, blessing. So these are the seven things that was purchased for us when Jesus died. So this morning, I'm starting a new series that I have titled, Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Christianity is founded on this cardinal foundation that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin he was crucified and he resurrected triumphantly on the third day that's why the Bible says that without the resurrection we are of all men the most miserable so that therefore means that we have to understand what Jesus did for us on the cross 2,000 years ago. Because without it, we are of all men the most miserable. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us hope. It gives us hope. It makes us know that there is hope for our future. That's why when Jesus came, the Bible says in John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible says that Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have what? Life and have it how? More abundantly. So when Jesus came, Jesus did not give us religion. Jesus gave us 
life. Now, I want you to understand the life that Jesus is talking about here is the Zoe life. The Zoe life means the God kind of life. That's why the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 that after God formed man out of the dust of the ground, God breathed into man. So God gave man his very life, the breath of life the breath of life. And the Bible says that a man became a living soul or a living spirit. So Christianity is not a religion. Please hear me. Christianity is not a religion. Religion does not give life. Christianity gives life. That's why it's not a religion. Jesus Christ came to demonstrate how we are supposed to live as Christians. Follow me very carefully. It's very important. That's why we have to understand what he has done for us. That's why the Bible says that worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Now, when the Bible says worthy is the lamb, what the Bible is simply talking about is that the lamb is fit. Is fit and acceptable. You will not find this verse or this statement. Worthy is the lamb in any part of the Bible except here. It appears only once. It says worthy is the lamb. Now why would the Bible say worthy is the lamb? Because many lambs were sought after. And there was none that was worthy except Christ Jesus. That's why the Bible says that worthy is the lamb. He has to be worthy to be qualified to do what he is called and purpose to do for us. So, when God formed man, you know the story? We missed the mark. We missed the mark. For us to understand how worthy the lamb is, we have to go back to the foundation. We have to go back and find out what really happened for a lamb to be worthy to be slain. Are you following me? Follow me carefully. Revelation is going to break loose in your heart. And after today, your Christian life will be a victorious one. You will no longer be in darkness any longer. So, something happened for a lamb to be produced, to be slain for you and I. So, let's go back and look at what really happened. You know the story, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says that God said, let us make man in our own image, right? After our own likeness, and let them have what dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle upon the earth. And I was teaching you that we are supposed to have three areas of dominion, dominion over the See dominion over the air and dominion over the earth. And this year you will have dominion in all those three areas. In all those three areas. You have dominion in all those three areas because that's what you have been called for. So after God created man, God gave man a garden, a beautiful garden. Now, God's original intention and purposes for us is not for us to toil. That's why before man showed up, he had everything he will ever need. Everything. What he will eat, what he will wear. He had everything ready for him. So God told man, the garden is yours. All you have to do is dress it and keep it. Dress it and keep it. It's like a husband. Your responsibility is to dress your wife 
and keep her. Don't go looking at somebody else's wife. Are you following what I'm saying? Their grass doesn't look greener on the other side because nothing was done to it. It was taken care of. It was well watered. That's why it looks greener there. So if you see my wife beautiful and your eyes go close to her, you're going to go blind. (laughs) Now when you go blind and you come to me and say, Pastor, pray for me, I'm going to ask you, who have you been looking at? (laughs) Been looking at the wrong woman. So the man's responsibility is to dress the garden and to keep it. And God gave him specific instruction. He said, everything in this garden is yours. Eat it freely. Except one thing. That talks about the tithe. God said, eat the 90%. It's yours. The 10% is mine. But one day, the devil showed up. The devil said, Did God really say you should not tithe? (laughs) Did God really say you should not eat this fruit? God knows that the very day you eat it, you know the difference between life and death, good and evil. Why do you want to know about evil when you are in good? That's why you must never take what God has given for you for granted. So you know the story, uh, the, the woman was deceived, the man was also deceived, they finally disobeyed God, ate the forbidden fruit, and they were kicked out of the garden. Follow me. Now the moment that happened, God has to now put in place a redemptive plan. Because remember, that was not his original intention. Are you following me? So throughout the ages, God has to put in place a plan to redeem man from the fallen state. So when Adam and Eve sinned, the whole human race was doomed. Now the question I always ask is, why did they not eat the fruit after they have given birth? Now, if they have given birth before they, they sin, the sin will not have affected the other generation that they have given birth to. Are you following me? But because there was no child yet, everything that came out after the fall was birth into the fall. So what happened? Adam and Eve mortgaged our future. They sold our future. The human race was eternally and perpetually doomed. Because of one act of sin. And because of Adam's sin, God has to now put in place a plan to systematically walk us through the Bible. From Genesis through to Revelation to buy man back to our original position and place. Now for this to happen, remember we are talking about worthy is the lamb. So that means... A time passed, there were other lambs that were being offered. Because God was looking for a way to have fellowship with man. God was looking for a way to to have that communion with man. But because of sin, there was a separation between God and man. So what was happening was they were sacrificing bulls and animals year after year. But those things were not cleansing the sins of man. Let me show you. In Exodus chapter 28 from verse 33. Exodus chapter 28 from verse 33. Now I want you to understand something very important here. Now when the high priest in they went and sacrificed only once in a year for the whole sins of the people. Follow me. Now, so there is, my wife is very good in teaching this, so one of these days I'm going to ask her to teach on the tabernacle, 
the whole, the holy, and the holies of holies, and all that is in it. I, I mean, I'm not good at that. She is good at that. So I'll get her to teach that one of these days so we can get the full picture. Are you following me? So now what happened was that there is a temple. Now because there's now a separation between man and God, every year they have to go and offer sacrifices. And the high priests have to offer sacrifices on behalf of the people. But even the high priest, when he's going before the presence of God, he has to be careful that there is no sin in him. Because within the holies of holies, no sin is permitted. Are you following me? So now, when the high priest is about to go into the holies of holies to sacrifice, there are, he wears the high priest garment, and then what he will do is the, all the children of Israel will come and they will take a bull and they will confess all their sins upon the head of that animal. The bulls and goats. And once they confess their sin, now what the high priest will do is take that goat or that bull into the holies of holies to sacrifice on behalf of the people. But even the high priest is not guaranteed that he's going to come back because in the holies of holies, no sin is permitted. Not a tiny dot of sin is permitted. So guess what? When he's going in, this is what happened. There are two things that is key that has to be on the high priest. There's a rope or chain and bells. Rope and bells. Now the bells causes the people outside to know that the high priest is not dead. Because when he's going, the bells will be ringing. Now, the moment they cannot hear a bell ringing, that means the high priest is dead. And because the high priest is dead, no one can go into the holies of holies. Because when you go, you die also. So the only way out is to pull the dead high priest out from the holies of holies. Are you following me here? So every time the high priest is going before the presence of God, and the holies of holies, and the bells are ringing, the people will be rejoicing. They say, oh, thank God. He's not dead yet. <laughs> He's still alive. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's why we have another high priest. His name is Jesus. The Bible says that he entered once into the holies of holy. And this time he did not go with any goat. He entered with his own blood. Oh, that's powerful. And the Bible says he entered once. Once. And after he entered and sacrificed himself, he sat down. Oh, he's sitting down. And you and I are seated in him. Glory be to God. So guess where we are seated this morning? In heavenly places. So Exodus chapter 30, 28 from verse 33, the Bible says that, and beneath upon the hem of it, this is talking about the high priest, his garment, and so on and so forth. Shall you make pomegranates of blue and of purple and of scarlet round about the hem thereof and bells of gold between Run about them. These are so significant. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? In Mark chapter 5 from verse 25. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be what? Made whole. Now at the hem of the garment of the high priest are two things. Bells and pomegranates. The pomegranates lowers the blood pressure or it lowers blood cholesterol, whatever. It lowers blood. The, 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 the bells signifies new beginning. Are you following me? So when, when the woman said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, what the woman was basically saying is that if I can touch the pomegranates and the bells, this issue of blood that I've been going through for years will come to an end. Amen. So verse 34, the Bible says that, 
a golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate upon the hem of the rope run about. And it shall be upon Aaron to minister, and his sound shall be heard when he goeth into the holy place. Can you see that? Before the Lord. And when he cometh out, that he die not. So when he is going and the people can hear the bells, they are rejoicing. Oh, thank God, they are praying. Because if the high priest dies, that means your sin is, is transferred to next year. Your sin will be on your head for another year for us to find a high priest who has no sin to go into the holies of holies. <laughs> are you following me? So the Bible says, verse 36 of Exodus chapter 28 it says and thou shalt make a plate of pure gold engrave upon it like the engravings of the signet holiness to the Lord in capital letters so as a high priest you don't gossip a little gossip you die <laughs> you look at a woman wrongly and you wink you die is holiness, capital letters, holiness unto the Lord. Amen. Verse 37, and thou shalt put it on the blue lace that it may be upon the meter, upon the forefront of the meter shall it be. Did you get that now? So that was what was happening in the Old Testament. Now let's come to the New Testament and let's see the same picture being played out during the time of Jesus. Because the high priest has to offer sacrifices once a year. Hebrews chapter 9 from verse 1. I want to encourage you, take time and read Hebrews chapter 9. It's loaded. When you read Hebrews chapter 9, pray that the Holy Spirit will give you insight and it will enrich your spiritual life. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9 from verse 1. I read, Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the shewbread, which is called the sanctuary. These are the things that my wife is good at teaching. So, we're going to get her to teach on these things. The table, the show bread, all of those things. Verse 3, the Bible says that, and after the second veil, the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that barred it, and the tables of the covenant. Verse 4. Sorry, verse 5. And over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the seat, of which we, can, we cannot now speak particularly. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second, which is the holiest of holies, went the high priest alone once every year. Did you see that? Yes. Once every year. Not without blood, which he offered for himself, for the errors of the people. So when he goes in once a year, he's going to offer sacrifices. He's going to offer Sacrifices of the people, of the errors of the people to the Lord. Are you following me so far? Yeah. They say, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost was signifying that this was into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. While as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which is a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the sacrifices perfect as pertaining to conscience. Verse 10. 
which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ, but Christ being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and a more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is to say not of this building talking about the natural building neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered what once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us Oh, I love that. So in Jesus' case, Jesus doesn't have to go every year. He did it once. The purpose of doing it once is that he did it so that he might obtain eternal redemption for us. Say a good amen to that. Verse 13. It says, for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an hypha, sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So Jesus' blood was clean. It was not without blemish. It was a pure blood. He entered once. Now remember in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. After the sin, God said, a virgin will give birth. The seed, her seed will bruise the head of the serpent. Remember that? Now, it was out of God's norm to use just the seed of a woman to have a child. Why? Because the seed of man was contaminated. That's why when Adam gave birth to us, we were all born in sin. Are are you following what I'm saying? So for, for that to happen, Jesus' blood has to be clean. For that to happen, it has to be a virgin. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It has to be a virgin. It can't be a contaminated blood. So let's go to Luke chapter 1 from verse 26. And let's see the fulfillment of the redemptive prophecy. Luke chapter 1 from verse 26. The Bible says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named what? Nazareth. To a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Now this is in fulfillment of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Because for Jesus to be born, it has to be from a pure blood. It has to be a clean seed, a pure seed. Not a contaminated seed. Because if it had been from the seed of a man, then we would be in the same calamity. Are you following me? Verse 30. The Bible says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou shalt, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. That's why the church of Jesus Christ will never end. (laughs) Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this thing be, seeing I know no man? 
In other words, what God wants to do, you don't need man. This year, God will do some things in your life. You don't need man. Now, that is not to say we are being arrogant. Thank God for men. But you see, God will do it without men so that the glory will go to God and not to man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 35, the Bible says that, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also, that holy thing which thou shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. This holy thing, now, the only way God to birth forth Jesus was to use the seed of the Holy Spirit. This is beyond human conception. It's to use the seed of the Holy Spirit because the seed of the Holy Spirit is not contaminated. It's not polluted. Are you following me? So, when all of this happened, remember we're still talking about what? Worthy is the lamb. When all of this happened, the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 4, that in the fullness of time, what happened? Christ was born. And he was made under the law. Oh, this is powerful. Jesus Christ was born at the fullness of time, but he has to be under the law. Because remember, John chapter 4 verse 24, Jesus said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. Now, for God to be able to redeem man, God has to come to the level and understanding of man. God has to now take on the form of man. That's why Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says that Jesus, being equal with God, did not count it robbery to be equal with God. He humbled himself even to the death on the cross. And after that happened, God gave him a name which is above every other name. Now, in Galatians 4.4, we go back to that verse. The Bible says that Jesus was born under the law. Now, why was he born under the law? Let me explain this for you. The reason he was born under the law is is so he can be able to identify with you and I. Now, for instance, if you are a farmer, right, and you you have a farm, you have sheep, you have goats, and you have all of those things, and then you see that your sheep are in danger, your goats are in danger, and you want to communicate to the goats and the sheep, You are a human being. You can't communicate with them. They won't understand what you're saying. The only way you can communicate to them is to become like them. Are you following me? It's to become like a goat or a sheep. And then you do, and then the sheep will understand. You are saying, oh, there's danger here. Are you following what I'm saying? So for, for, for God to be able to communicate with us, he has to become like us. He has to become like you and I. That's why the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all manner of temptations yet without sin. Now remember before Jesus came, God was killing us. Because God is a spirit. He don't understand why these people can't, can't, can't run away from sin. Why can't they overcome sin? Are you following what I'm saying? So God was killing us every time we sin. God will kill the people, take them out of the camp. But when Jesus came, Jesus said to God, after Jesus came and left and went back to God, Jesus went and spoke to God and said, Hey, Father God, one day I went to a woman's house and she broke an alabaster box and poured it on my leg and she was using her hair to an to wipe my legs. And when she was wiping my legs, I was feeling some electrical emotions. <laughs> now you get that after 10 years. 
So Jesus said to God, God, I understand what these people are going through. These people are human beings. That's why the first day I hugged my wife, I felt electrocuted. Since then, I stopped hugging her. Now, this was when we were friends, you know. Sister Zama and brother Adama. You get what I'm saying? This was in them days. The first day I had there, I said, ooh. The, the, the power level in this lady is too high. If I keep hugging her, I'll start seeing the stars. So I said to sister, sister Zama, from today, no more hugging. I love you, but the day I hugged you, I felt something, so no more hugging. Let's just wait. We get married. We'll do all the hugs. Praise God. Are you following me? So Jesus went. That's why the Bible says Jesus Christ is a high priest interceding on our behalf. So Jesus is interceding for you right now as we are seated here. Are you following me? I've got just three more minutes and we'll close. Now, because I have to lay the foundation for this message so that when we get to the stage where you have to now understand what the lamb did for you, then you, you can see all what he went through. The generations that God has to take us through to bring us to this point. So among all the lambs that they were looking for, back to Revelation chapter 5, verse 12, there was none worthy except Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master Savior. He was the only one that was found worthy. He was the only one that was found worthy for you and I. This is why, you see, God no longer condemns us. Why? Because Jesus Christ entered into the holiest of holies once and sacrificed himself for you and I and he's right now seated on the right hand side of God interceding for us. Amen. That's why when you mix, miss the mark you don't run away from God. When you miss the mark you don't run away from church. When you miss the mark you don't run away from God's people. Remember, in communion and in fellowship lies our strength. So he's worthy. His name is Jesus. He's worthy. He's a lamb without blemish. He's worthy. His blood is pure. His blood cleansed our sins 2,000 years ago. So you and I are clean 2,000 years ago. He did that so that you and I can understand that in him there is no condemnation. That's why Romans chapter 8 verse 1, the Bible says that now there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. He knows your weaknesses. He knows you. He knows your weaknesses and he's praying for you. He knows you don't like that sister, but he's praying for you. He knows you don't like that brother, but he's praying for you. He knows you don't like your boss, but he's still praying for you. He'll work on you. He'll give you peace. He'll give you patience. He'll give you wisdom. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? Jesus said, I'm sending you a sheep among wolves. Wow. I'm sending you a sheep among wolves. That should tell you what he's telling us. He's teaching us a level of wisdom that no man has concept about. That's why the Bible says that Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God and the power of God. I love that. So that's all I need. Because worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive everything that I'll ever need. So when you go through trials, challenges and temptations and you know you can't fight this battle, you remember what the lamb did for you. You say, worthy is the lamb. When we sing that song, worthy is the lamb. 
you have to understand it. You see, most of the time we sing songs without understanding. Once you understand it, then you know what he did for you 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Did you receive it this morning? Oh, come on, let's give Jesus a better praise. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. The lamb is worthy. He's worthy. He's qualified. He's interceding on your behalf. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Today is our supernatural speed service. And the Bible says in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 45 and 46. The Bible says that it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and the wind and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Verse 46, the Bible says, And the hand of the Lord came on Elijah. And he gathered up his loins and he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. I decree over you today the grace for supernatural speed. Many have gone ahead of you, but this year you will overtake them. Many have gone ahead of you, but this year I decree the overtaking anointing come upon you right now. You might think that you are behind, but I want you to understand that you are not behind. God is with you. The hand of the Lord is with you. The hand of the Lord is upon you. Jesus said, and the last shall become first. You might be last right now, but before the end of today, you'll become first. I said, you'll become first. I said, you'll become first. I said, you'll become first. I decree the overtaking grace upon you today. I decree over you today the anointing that causes men to overtake come upon you right now. The anointing to overtake. The anointing to overtake. You will not be lost. You will not be ashamed. You will not be put to shame. God will help you this year. This is your month of supernatural speed. Lift up your hands towards heaven. This is your month of supernatural speed. I release the grace for speed. The grace for speed. You've gone in the slow lane for long. From today, you have entered into the zone of speed. Supernatural speed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Supernatural speed in your profession. Supernatural speed in your career. Supernatural speed in your workplace. Supernatural speed in this church. Supernatural speed in our homes. Supernatural speed upon our children. Supernatural speed upon our businesses. Supernatural speed upon our relationships. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Anything that has slowed you down right now by the reason of the anointing, we decree it's removed. We decree it's removed. We decree every yoke that has held you back destroyed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The same anointing that was upon David I decreed upon you right now. I decree that anointing upon you right now. The anointing that kills Goliath I decreed upon you right now. The anointing that moved David from the desert into the palace. I decree that anointing upon you now. Your wilderness days are over. Your wilderness days are over. Your wilderness days are over. It's your season of entering into the palace. It's your season of entering into the palace. I decree an overtaking anointing upon you now. The toiling is over. The struggle 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 is 
supernatural speed just like Elijah overtook Ahab you shall overtake those that have gone ahead of you they have gone ahead 50 years you will overtake them what they did 50 years you take 4 years to do what they did in 10 years you do in 1 month you do in 1 month you do in 1 month Jesus Holy Ghost let a fresh power let a fresh anointing come upon this church. A fresh visitation. A fresh visitation. A fresh visitation. A fresh power. We thank you. We thank you. Lift up your, lift up your, lift up your, your expectation God. Begin to pray now. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Rise up on your feet and let's begin to pray. Lift up your expectation cards towards heaven. And pray, pray in the spirit. Let's just pray. The anointing of God is so strong here. Supernatural speed. Supernatural speed. Just for the next four minutes. For the next four minutes. Pray, pray, pray. Pray. Release supernatural speed. Supernatural speed. Upon those expectations. Supernatural speed. In every area of our lives. Supernatural speed. Father help us. You are our helper. You are our helper. You are our helper. No one can help us except you. No one can help us except you. Jesus help us. Oh we thank you. In Jesus name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that this week you give us testimonies. You know, on Thursday, we came to the altar and we were praying. And there were certain things I was doing that wasn't going through. There were two things, very important things I was doing that were just delaying. I wasn't sure what was happening. Everyone I spoke to, all I was getting was no, no. So on Thursday after, we, after our service, we came to the altar. We decreed and prayed. Friday, I called those places, those two places. The same people who said no, delaying and everything. Friday, everything was granted. Amen. Two things. You know what God told me? There is power at this altar. Yeah. Every time we come, please come with your expectation cards. I know what God told me. 
And this week you'll have your testimonies. Amen. I'm telling you, it just happened like that on Friday. I, I, I was shocked. I shocked. I said, is it the same people who are saying no, no, no? <laughs> this week God will give you a testimony. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We are in a new season. It's a season of supernatural speed. I want you to be very expectant in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it today? Yes. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Let's please be seated. We've come to the end of the service. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Join us for extravagant praise and intimate worship with Vine Song on Sunday, the 11th of March, 2018, from 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Come with your family and friends to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.